The following program is underwritten by... It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. That's why Dr. Roger Mugford from the Company of Animals created the Pet Corrector, which allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like barking with a simple... Order yours today at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, we're just about two weeks away from Thanksgiving. It's God, it's hard it's to believe. So fast. Wow, we're ready, and we're doing the uh, normal tradition that we do every year. We're visiting with the folks over at NBC's National Dog Show, and of course, that means David Fry today. He'll be joining us as he usually does with all the big, strange names of new breeds that <laughs> I could never pronounce. I was just looking at the list, going, I can't pronounce these names. I've never heard of these dogs. This show is huge. It gets uh, twenty-five million viewers every Thanksgiving. It's, the, I think, it's the uh, anti-football show. It's the show that people watch when they don't want to watch football all day, or sometimes they do the TV and TV thing or wow. tape it. It's on right after the the parade. big balloon parade, the Macy's, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes. yes, it is. So it's got uh, perfect time. So he'll be joining us in just a few minutes to tell us about what we're going to find out this year on the big TV show. Also on today's show, Doogie Horner, comedian Doogie Horner. This is a guy who was almost booed off of America's Got Talent. He's a comedian, and it's a tough job. He went on stage, immediately got booed off. Well, not booed off stage. He actually stayed on the stage, braced it, <laughs> and turned the crowd around. And uh, we'll talk to him in a few minutes. I think he has a new What's pet- his name? Doogie Horner. Yes. And there's plenty of, in fact, Doogie, I thought you were saying Doogie Hauser. No, Doogie <laughs> Horner. Yeah, I know, you want to say Hauser. You do, just... it's the only other Doogie you know, right? Yes. You can actually, if you want to go to YouTube right now before he comes on, you could find out uh, exactly the kind of pressure he was put under. And how I remember, turned. I watched that episode. That was season five. Mm, I remember. I well, he'll be on the show today to tell us about his new animal project, or his pet project, should I say. Yes. Uh, let's see, uh, Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Hey, one of the world's biggest airports that happens to be in the U.S. is getting an indoor cat restroom. Well, let's say cat and dog restroom. Oh, you got to love that. big pet yeah. potty. I see more and more airports are doing that, so I can't wait to hear what airport this is. Yeah. Normally, we just let them go in the corner at the airport. <laughs> no one's looking. Well, you have to go through TSA <laughs> and everything. You just stand in take front of them, that's all. Yeah. yeah. Just block it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Joey, what are you working on for the show? Well, we talk about grooming a lot, but there's one area that's that's missed all the time in home grooming, and that's eye care. So let's we're going to talk about eye care today. Let's go to your calls right now for Dr. Debbie and Joey Villani. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. And let's go to, where are we going? We're going to go to line two. We have Sid. Hi, Sid. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Hal. How are you? Splendid. How can we help you today? You know, I've been washing my dogs for years, but I've noticed that I know, the question is about drying. I use a blow dryer. I mean, I'm a do-it-yourselfer doing this at home. And um, it takes like 30, 40 minutes for these larger dogs. And afterwards, you know, five, ten minutes later, they're laying on the top floors, and I'm noticing damp spots. And, you know, I'm going over them really carefully, um, I move the hair dryer back and forth. I'm a hairstylist, so, you know, I know how to use a blow dryer. But it, I have this sensation. It's like when you take your clothes out of the dryer and you think they're dried, and then 10, 15 minutes later, you're like, oh, I think they're a little damp. So I'm concerned because uh, I don't want my dogs catching cold and stuff. Sure. 
And I'd like to find out what the most efficient and correct way to blow-dry your dogs at home is. Joey, what do you think? Well, I'm assuming that you're using a regular handheld dryer, correct, that you would use on your hair? Yeah, that's all I have. Okay. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of things. Um, one, the force of that dryer, um, especially, um, what kind of dogs are they? They're all mutts. They're, I mean, they're like, um, what I'm noticing is especially like with the softer undercoat, you know, versus the coarser, like a Labrador mix and like a, um, a golden retriever mix. So about, um, how, how, about how long would you say the hair is? Let's talk about the, like the retriever mix, the golden. You know how that is, like kind of long, fluffy hair? Gotcha, gotcha. So, the, so, so, like, kind of like a golden retriever. So, I'm, I'm, there's a, there's a couple of, there's a couple of things you can do. Number one, when um, a, a, a trick that a lot of groomers use is we don't use any shampoos that have any type of moisturizers in the shampoo itself because we can add the moisturizer later in in the spray form. Um, and what that's going to do is when you add any when you use a shampoo that has any sort of fillers in it or or moisturizers it takes a lot longer for the coat to dry because it doesn't blow out because it hold, actually holds on to the coat. So what you want to do is use a cleaning shampoo that doesn't have anything else in it. It's, it's just a shampoo and that's it, just detergent. And that's going to help release the moisture. The other thing is the cleaner you get the dog, the better it is. And sometimes... You know, with with these heavy coated dogs, and I know you're 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 a hairdresser. Um, but when you deal with a, a a dog that has a double coat, sometimes down by the skin, if you don't get it real clean, that's also going to hold moisture. But what I would do is is I would do the bottom part of the dog last, and I would let my dog lay down on a towel, and I would keep changing the towel. It's almost like a baby's diaper. It's going to keep sucking the moisture away from the skin, sucking it away from the skin. And what happens is when you use the the hair dryers that have a real high heat to them, what happens is it dries the top layer of coat, but the heat actually stays inside the coat, so when you feel it, it feels dry. What happens is once it cools down a little bit, you can start to feel that moisture, and that moisture is now going to move away from the skin and, and, and it's going to pull out. So what I would do is I would, if, I, if I'm using that small dryer is I would do it in batches. What I would do is I would dry the dog once and then go back over the dog again because that's when you're going to start noticing, okay, this area is a little bit damp. And it's the same thing with professional groomers. We have to go back a few times even though we feel that the dog is completely dry um, just because that moisture starts to pull away from the skin. Joey, what about a forced air dryer? Do you do you advise that? Because well, we use that in my hospital. Absolutely. I mean, if if you if you, I mean if you were able to go out and get a forced professional dryer, and basically what that's going to do is just a high volume of air, and what that's going to do is that's going to blow the moisture away from the skin and out of the coat, or at least to the top layer of the coat. That when you go back with a heated dryer, it's gonna it's gonna dry it off, and you don't have to worry about it, um, you know, penetrating deep down because you've already dried that area but when you don't have that um it's it's kind of a little bit more difficult um the situation that actually sid is encountering but you read my mind because i was going to ask if there was any uh equipment more suited for this job because you know it's more than one dog can i use a forced air dryer at home 
You can use a forced air dryer at home. It's much safer than, than using any type of kennel dryer. Kennel dryer takes a lot of monitoring because you have to monitor that the pet isn't, isn't getting, you know, too overheated and come down with, with, with a situation, um, where you have a problem. Um, the forced hot air dryers or the forced air dryers, the only heat control they have on them is the motor itself. So as the motor heats up, it's going to heat up. And you can get them relatively inexpensive at, at, um, some of the, some of the, um, the chain pet stores sell them for like $90 and, um, they work well. They work really well. Good luck with that, Sid. Thank you so much for your call. 1-866-405-8405 for Joey Volani or for Dr. Debbie right now. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Company of Animals. You know it's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care rather than pain and punishment. And that's why Dr. Roger Mugford from the Company of Animals created the Pet Corrector. This little noise here, it allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like excessive barking. Find out more at companyofanimals.us. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, Rhea. How you doing? I'm very good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? From Montana. Montana, you are on yes. with Dr. Debbie. Okay, great. Um, I am calling about our dog, Leo. He is a Lhasa Apso. Um, he's currently five and a half years old, and this started when he was approximately three years old. We had no problems, and then all well, of a sudden one day he was running around the yard, and I noticed he started limping. Okay. And I immediately took him up to our vet. I had guessed that maybe he pulled a muscle or something like that, and... Um, we have the most wonderful vet, and he did a wonderful job, but couldn't, like, feeling it, manipulating it, couldn't get him to wince or jump in pain at all. So he went ahead and did an x-ray, and in the x-ray he found it's the left front ulna bone is where it is, and there's like an inch and a half of just like a gray shaded area in the middle of the bone. It doesn't touch the outsides of the bone at all. Um, And he was pretty concerned about it. And he sent the x-rays to a radiologist uh, in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. that radiologist report was pretty scary. <laughs> he thought that it was um, a pretty advanced form of cancer. Um, but my vet encouraged me to, to seek additional advice. So okay. we took him to a state university, to the oncology department. And they did, um, I don't remember what the official name of the test is, but it was basically like, going down into that bone and getting a sample of what was there. Okay, kind and, of like a biopsy? Yes, yes. Okay. And they are just kind of baffled. They initially thought it could be some kind of an infection, like a bacterial infection, um, but it's not. And they, they also suspected cancer, uh, but it's not. <laughs> so for the following year, they had me do x-rays like once every three months and submit those to see if there was any change, and there's no change. Um, okay. But periodically, he is in pain. And, and he's on, just, in pain I'm, only on that leg? Only on that leg, and it is okay. very random, and it's not real frequently. I'd say like maybe a day a month. Um, okay. And they gave me some options. They suggested that I could remove the entire ulna bone. They said it's not a weight-bearing bone. Mm-hmm. But I don't know where it's just once a month, if that's a really good idea or not. And I'm worried as he grows older... If that's a procedure that I should do, should I do it while he's younger, or should I just kind of wait this out? I guess I, I'm mostly curious. You said they did the biopsy, and were the, the findings on that were inconclusive? They could not say Correct. one way or the other? Absolutely. They said it was not cancer, it was not an infection, and then they literally they joked and they said, his bones are kind of bouncing around the university because nobody <laughs> could figure it out. <laughs> 
Well, in, in overall, um, does he, when he's in uncomfortable, is it one day? Does he have a span of a couple days where he's having a problem, or does it seem grouped up? Generally, it's just a day. I have had sometimes where if we're outside, like camping and playing a lot, swimming, um, doing a lot of exercise, then it can extend to, I think the longest was three or four days where he was limping on it. And during that time, we usually give him like a baby aspirin a day. I tried Rimadyl, and mm-hmm. that did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides that, I just kind of, if he has a bad day, I kind of try and keep him quiet and let him rest, and then he's totally over it. All right. Well, I mean, there are some kind of uh, bony cysts that, that we do occasionally see in dogs, and uh, most cases they're not terribly uncomfortable for them. So um, the other possibility for discomfort in the front leg, in some of these little guys, especially Lhasa's and Shih Tzu's, they do have what we kind of call twisted bones up there. Um, they have that little bit of what we call a chondrodystrophic uh, change. So their front legs kind of bow in a little bit, um, and that sometimes can kind of throw things out of whack as far as alignment and can cause them some discomfort. And that might show up intermittently after exercise or play. And it's kind of hard without seeing him and feeling him, but that would be something as well that I would consider. And I don't know if I, if I would advocate, you know, doing a, a bone biopsy of that nature. Um, I think I would really make a decision based on how Leo's feeling. And if he seems to only have an occasional problem with that, and that mass, that change in that bone isn't getting any bigger, I'd have a hard call in making that uh, decision to do that orthopedic surgery. Um, it's probably the most cautious thing. <laughs> um, right. But when we're talking about, you know, trying to do the the, the least harm, um, you know, I think we could probably uh, do a good job of monitoring that. Now, um, I would encourage you with Leo is I would really want to see about, you know, if he's having trouble limping, there's other things outside of aspirin or Rimadyl. And I kind of hate to hear when people use aspirin because, you know, it is a wonder drug uh, for people, but there's so many better alternatives now for pets that have less stomach side effects and less potential for causing ulcers in the stomach. Um, and there's some really good ones. Uh, a favor right now is one called Prevacox, um, which I've had some good success with some of my patients, and it's actually made by Marielle. Um, it's a non-steroidal, which preserves some of the stomach upset and some of the kidney problems. Um, and there's other ones. Medicam is another one I like for little dogs because it's in a liquid. But that might be something I would kind of lean towards if you have a, you know, an ouchy time for him when he's out and really active. Okay. And what do you think there would be any value to continuing to do, like an X-ray a year to just monitor the growth, or is that absolutely exposure? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely stay on top of that because if there is a change and that, that area looks bigger or it's expanded or changed in any ways, then I think that tells us that we need to, you know, really kind of step things up a bit. And it sounds like you've done a fabulous job in making sure you've uh, made sure that with all reasonable means that that's not something you need to address right now. Um, so yeah, I, I keep up with that recommendation and, you know, track it with x-rays because that's the best way we can stay on top of that. So hope that turns out okay for you. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. 
When you ask me about the best holistic pet food, I'll tell you Solid Gold. They've been around for more than 40 years. And today they offer over 28 varieties of dry and wet food for both dogs and your cats. Yeah, your cats. They have a holistic pet food for all sizes and life stages and diets. Here's a company that prides itself on using only the best, most nutritious ingredients. You will not find any meat byproduct meal, corn, wheat, soy, or added sugar, or even artificial preservatives in Solid Gold. And because it's so important, Solid Gold does not source any of their food from China. So if you're looking for a grain-free or gluten-free formula crafted with wholesome vegetables like sweet potatoes, quinoa, pumpkin, chickpeas, or even healthy whole grain options made with ingredients like pearl barley and brown rice, I am so hungry. (laughs) Do they make a human version of Solid Gold? So when you're thinking food, think Solid Gold Holistic Pet Nutrition. Food for free spirits. And hey, you can find all of Solid Gold's premium formulas over at Petco or your local independent pet specialty retailer. Our pets aren't afraid to be exactly who they are. And that's why we love them. In a single day, they can be free-spirited goofballs, hardworking protectors, and all-around best friends. They jump and miss, run and fall, and show us the meaning of fun on a daily basis. And they deserve a food that fuels each new adventure. Make the Solid Gold switch today and discover the true benefits of holistic pet nutrition. Solid Gold, food for free spirits. Did that get your attention? That's how it works on your dog, correcting undesirable behaviors. It's important to handle any pet behavioral issues with love and care, rather than pain or punishment. The Pet Corrector allows you to safely change unwanted behaviors in your dog, like excessive barking, stealing food or shoes, or chasing people and dogs. With a simple, you can stop all these problems. Find out more at www.companyofanimals.us and get the dog you've always wanted. Right, Max? Hi, this is Maya Bialik on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating the connection with our pets toll-free. Here's the toll-free number I'm talking about, 1-866-405-8405. On the other end, Dr. Debbie and Dog Father Joey Volani for you. And uh, in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to uh, a loser from uh, America's Got <laughs> Guy, Talent. The way you put that. A loser. No, he's a special loser because he uh, he rolled with the uh, booze. He's a comedian. First of all, being a comedian is really, really tough. Oh, I can't and imagine. instead of getting booed off the stage, he turned the entire crowd. And uh, he'll be joining us in just a few minutes. You say, what does that have to do with animals yeah. or pets? Uh, well, it must we'll be a pet act, huh? It, no, it's a, he's no, a comedian. he's just a, a stand-up comedian. comedian. You'll have to wait around for that. Okay. Yeah, now i got to wait. That's on the way in just a couple of minutes. Also, the news with Miss Lori Brooks. What do you got this hour? Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of research. I always think it's fun to learn things. And they have done in the science world this study on cats, and which prompted one of the researchers when the study was finished. The researcher said, okay, if your house cat was bigger, it would probably want to kill you. Holy cow. <laughs> so, so what were they studying? We'll find out, and I'll tell you all about it in just a few minutes. Well, you sure do unwrap those teases wow. there. I can't wait for that. Uh, let's go to the phones right now for your calls. Toll free, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. And don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android 
It's a free download thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. Hi, Tanya. How are you doing? Uh, I have a question about uh, whether it's safe to adopt a pot-bellied pig if I already have two dogs, whether they can exist uh, safely together. I've read different things. Some people say yes, some people say no, and I wanted to get an opinion. I'm going to say that... I'm going to stand a little bit on the fence because pigs and dogs can get along, but it really is a big depend. And it depends on the pig and it depends on the dogs. Sure. Um, preferably, it's great to have dogs and a pot belly pig raised together. If you're uh-huh. getting in an adoption situation, the, the key things that I would say is know your dogs mm-hmm. and know their personality. Mm-hmm. Um, how they react with another dog or another animal in their midst is going to be somewhat similar to a pig. Um, mm. Pigs tend to be a little bit pushy, <laughs> so uh. um, they're going to try to find their um, spot in the pecking order in the household. And uh. um, if you have a dog that, say, has an aggressive tendency, um, it might not be the best situation because you could have a um, you know a bite situation there. Um, sure. But if your dogs play nice with other dogs, then it may be a... a, a an option to to look at adopting a potbelly pig. Um, in most of the potbellies, at least in you know the the different groups that I work with here in Vegas, they pretty much um, adopt spayed and neutered pigs, and that is one of the biggies that um, every potbelly oh. pig should be spayed or neutered, oh, um, not yeah. only for their health but also to help make it a peaceful household. Because um, sure. we will see more um, aggression or fights, testiness, if you will, especially with a female pig in heat. They are. Do you do you have one in particular that you're looking at right now? No, it's just kind of a pipe dream right now. But before we researched it any further, I I thought I'd uh, get get an opinion on the dog issue because if it wasn't an option, then of course we wouldn't pursue it any further. Yeah, well, I have clients that I know that their potbelly pigs sleep side by side in the bed. Yeah. Uh, person sleeps on one side, the pig sleeps on the other, and the dog sleeps on the other. And, and they can definitely um, live that way. Um, uh-huh. The other thing with potbelly pigs that I'll mention as far as if you're doing your research, that I, I commend you on that because it's very important. And, and 10, 15 years ago, we saw a lot of potbelly pigs becoming pets that people weren't yeah. really fully prepared for their behaviors. So yeah. just make sure you're ready for that. Um, they're, they're brilliant animals, but they do have that risk. Tendency, so you want to make sure that you're won't be upset if your backyard turns into little root holes everywhere. So, <laughs> this is an animal radio news update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over the counter products like Advantix flea and tick medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Have you ever thought your cat was, you know, emotional, anxious, insecure, paranoid, even aggressive towards you, maybe? Ah, you were probably right, according to the new findings of this study that has just come out in the Journal of Comparative Psychology. This new research calls cats neurotic and unstable. Imagine that. Researchers from the University of Edinburgh in Scotland and the Bronx Zoo in New York compared the personalities of our, you know, our usual domestic house cats to those of four different types of wild cats, you know, big cats. They say that the researchers then rated a number of the big cat's behaviors on what psychologists call the big five human personality traits. Those traits, in case you're wondering, are extraversion, 
agreeableness, conscientiousness, neuroticism, and openness. The bottom line from this study is that domestic house cats have similar personality structures to African lions with high inclinations towards dominance, impulsiveness, and being neurotic. In fact, uh, after the study was over, one of the researchers who was in on it says that if domesticated house cats were larger, they would probably consider killing their owners. Uh, you may not dread flying through Chicago O'Hare Airport anymore if you are traveling with your pets since the airport is seeing an indoor bathroom for animals in their future very soon. The room is in the rotunda area of Terminal 3, and it's designed to accommodate passengers who are traveling with service animals or their pets. It's got artificial grass, even uh, like miniature fire hydrants and a pop-up sprinkler system that will wash away the urine that happens in there. Kind of cool, though. And the post-Halloween survey results for this are in. Here is the list of the top ten states where people live that are most likely to dress up their dog in a costume. Number one is Virginia. 64% of residents in Virginia dress dogs in costumes. Number two on the list is New Jersey, followed by Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Missouri, Ohio, New York, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Oklahoma. I was surprised that California wasn't on the list. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime you need it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix flea and tick preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at CanineCaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It seems as you get older, the years move faster and faster. Once again, we are upon Thanksgiving. How did that happen? <laughs> and for the 14th year in a row, we are visiting with David Fry from the National Dog Show. Hi, David. How are you doing? Who's getting older? I know. Well, you're getting younger. I can see that. You know what? I'm looking at pictures from you 14 years ago and now, and you look exactly the same. Because I use the same pictures all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you learn that. They send those publicity pictures out. They're the ones that were taken 10 years ago. Well, How you, are you guys? Good. You've made some changes in your life, haven't you? Well, I just a slight change. I'm, I'm 
no longer the day-to-day PR guy for Westminster, but I'm still doing their television in February, and I'm now working full-time for NBC, um, in particular for the National Dog Show and some other future opportunities that, that may come about. So um, I think it's probably most people won't even notice the difference, and, and I'm excited about being involved with NBC and and uh, still being able to do my Westminster thing. Well, that's great. And, of course, the uh, National Dog Show just has incredible viewership, like, what, 25, 30 million? It's unbelievable. You know, we're, of course, we have the perfect time slot right after the Macy's Parade. Yeah. And then um, it's, it's repeated on Saturday night. And we're actually doing a marathon of the past five shows uh, on that's on Saturday, I believe. I'll have to check that to be sure. I don't have it here in my notes. But anyway, we're doing, there's all kinds of stuff going on this year on television, uh, in addition to the dog show itself. But of course, the dog show is the, the shining jewel of it all. So we're excited to be able to bring it to everybody as they're sitting around the Thanksgiving Day table. And you're doing it with your old bud, O'Hurley, again, huh? I got, uh, I've made John O'Hurley a star over the years. Yes. I don't know what he did before he did the dog show, but I can't. he certainly has come a long way with us. Seinfeld? What Seinfeld? Yeah. 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 I honestly got I'll be sitting here sometime and he'll say something and I'll say, that was Peterman. Yep. That wasn't John O'Hurley. That was Peterman. Where's Jerry? Where's Kramer? Where are those guys? Because uh, he really is a great entertainer. We have great fun with it. He appreciates uh, the dogs and loves the dogs as much as we do. And, and understands uh, what the dogs mean to us in our lives. So this is a great celebration of, of the dog in our lives, and we're happy to share it with the world. Well, you are the uh, brains. He is the humor, and together it's always fun to watch. And, and of course, this... and I like to see him try to pronounce yeah. the names of the new breeds. It's just like me. I can't pronounce them whatsoever, but you got him down. Tell us what we're looking at this year. Well, we've got some more of those. This year we have seven new breeds, the Legoto Romagnola in the sporting group, um, hmm? a, a kind of uh, <laughs> what was that? There we are already. There we are already. The Legoto Romagnola, which is a, uh, a, a curly coated sort of big hair uh, looking dog that's a, a water dog and, and is a hunting dog and from Italy. And actually, its claim to fame is that it's the world's greatest truffle hunter. Truffles, hunting for truffles. How about that? Per ounce, truffles are worth more than gold. So yeah. you get a great truffle hunter, um, and maybe that will do some great things for you. <laughs> then uh, in the herding group, we have the Cherneco del Etna. Oh, wow. It kind of looks like a miniature version, a little bit, of a feral hound, a little athletic hunting dog that, you know, would, would uh, chase down its prey. Uh, in, the, in the working group, we have the Borbel which is a, uh, a, a solid-looking working dog that has a lot of things going for it. Most of all, it's a big, strong dog that can do a lot of work for you on your farm or wherever it is you need it to be done. And then we have four herding, four new breeds in the herding group, uh, the Miniature American Shepherd, which is already a popular dog, but we haven't seen a whole lot of them. Uh, they're going to be at this show, but they are kind of a miniature version of the Australian Shepherd. They were developed yeah. in this country, so they tweaked the name a little bit and made it the a Miniature American How tall shepherd. do they get? How big do they get? Yeah, they're about 20 to 22 inches or so, maybe a little bit bigger, but um, they kind of give you all the best things of, a, of an Australian Shepherd in a little smaller package. But they still have the same sort of energy level and need to have a job, so I think it's important that people know those things going in. Uh, so then we have the Berger Picard, um, yep. a, a wonderful French herding dog that America has seen for a while. But it's a uh, pointed-eared dog from France, a herding dog, Berger Picard. 
And then the, um, what am I leaving out? The Spanish water dog. Doesn't sound like a I can say dog, that one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. The, Spanish, the Spanish water dog. So um, what's that, six? Yes, there's one left. Who did I leave out? You, you left it out the ones that look like mops with tongues and eyes. The, Ber- the Bergamasco. Yes. Looks Bergamasco. A little bit, looks a little bit like the Comandor with that kind of you know, matted, corded coat. They call them flocks. Those those little mats, those large mats that are on the dog, but they're a majestic-looking dog from the Alps that are a herding dog for centuries. Like a lot of these new breeds, some of them have been around for centuries. It's just that they're finally, finally getting recognized, the, the, the recognition they deserve. The NKC has a formal process, too, where there's got to be enough of them in this country. They've got to have a geographic distribution, oh. and they need to have a parent club that watches out for them. So uh, all of these breeds have been through that process, and the NKC has deemed them ready for competition. And we are the first dog show on television that they're going to be on. It gives us 199 breeds and varieties. So wow! Yeah, and of course they're not all featured on the show, though. Only only what a few hours, huh? Well, we do pop through the line and show all of them very quickly uh, at the start of each group. But okay. in two hours, I wish we could do 199 breeds. But we are able to show them uh, in streaming video on our on the website. So. Uh, so people will be able to see all of them if they are a little bit patient and sit in front of their computer for a while. Okay, it's all coming up Thanksgiving, the 14th Annual National Dog Show presented by Perina and our good friend David Fry and John O'Hurley uh, doing a, a bang-up job as they do. Check it out right after the Macy's Parade, and we will check in with you probably before the, the big show in February. What do you say? All right. I hope so. I hope to hear from you. You know, we don't get a lot of time with David here, but I want you to also check out his website. He has this thing, this whole Angels on a Leash. That's a therapy dog program. We'll put links right from Animal Radio. And we're going to head back to the phones for your calls next right here on Animal Radio. Animal Radio is underwritten by Neutralife Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Neutralife Pet with Sam E. Buy one box and get one free by using the code Animal Radio. Visit NeutralifePet.com. It's Animal Radio. Here's our toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. And in just a couple of minutes, we're going to visit with Doogie Horner. Not Doogie Hauser, Doogie Horner, <laughs> comedian Doogie Horner, who was almost booed off of America's Got Talent, his brand-new little cat book, I think. That's all I've been told so far. <gasps> You're giving away too much, Hal. You said too much. We're not going to boo him off, though. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're certainly not here. But I, you know what? I'd like to play the audio. If we can get Guido to get the audio of when he got booed off, I'd like to play that. Okay. Uh, I we'll think, have it. Uh, hopefully that won't freak him out. <laughs> You're going to bring, drudge up some bad memories, bad Hal. Memories. He may just hang up on us. Um, urinary blockages. It says that up here on the board. It says <laughs> there's been a rash of urinary blockages. Now, this is not what I usually see when I come in and I see it on the grease board. I usually see a schedule of the show, not what there's been a rash of medical Don't look at me. I'm fine. Uh, what's going yes. on? Is that you? Know, you? This is... This is in my world, oh, okay. in the veterinary world, and and what we've been seeing a lot of lately at my office have been male cats with cystitis signs. So basically, bladder problems where they're urinating in the house, or they're straining, or they're seeing bloody urine. Um, sometimes they'll have other symptoms of feeling lethargic or vomiting. Um, but it's it's a really big problem, especially in male cats. And there is a seasonality that we see, and I often see cases clustering in the spring and in what? the fall. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Yeah. 
Well, it, it's a complex disease, and there's a lot of different factors, but environmental stress can play a role, as well as there's other things that we may not understand, seasonality. Um, but, yeah, literally, I can say I've had four cats this week, and that's a, a lot wow. um, that have needed to either have urinary symptoms treated or some needed urinary blockage procedures. And these are all males. Um, these were all particularly males, um, which it, it tends to be more of a problem in the boy cats because their urinary outflow is so narrow when you get down to the penis area, whereas girls have a wider opening, so they don't have the same degree of straining. The interesting thing is it's not always an infection, and this is where environment, the bladder is a stress organ in cats, so when there's stuff going on in their world, they may actually start to develop urinary symptoms, and it doesn't necessarily mean you got to get them on an antibiotic. They mean an antidepressant or an anti-inflammatory. Wow. Something else for pain. Were these uh, cats on dry food? It's you know that's a great question, and we do know that um, moisture can make a difference. So uh, the general recommendation is cats who have this type of problem, we do recommend canned food or at least trying to get them to drink water. And the hard thing is, cats are like kind of like horses. You can take them to water, but you can't always make them drink. So that's where canned food has that benefit. Animal Radio is underwritten by Nutralife Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Nutralife Pet with Sam E. Buy one box and get one free by using the code Animal Radio. Visit NutralifePet.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Jamie. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Where are you? Let's see. I'm headed to... Where are we headed to? Branson. <laughs> Branson, Missouri? Yeah. Oh, wow. Are you a truck driver? No. One of my best girlfriends, she and her husband um, part in a timeshare there. Oh. And they invited my husband and I to go for next all of next week. So you're heading out on vacation, yes? Yes. Now, do you bring any animals with you? Well, that's why I called originally. Uh, we, we have a cat. His name is Tex. And we love him. He's like four years old. He's a gray tabby. But... He wants to eat um, the carpet and my Oriental rug. Mm. And in the our bedroom, we had curtains. The curtains were made of the, like, silk strings that hang down. He ate half of the curtain, if mm. you can imagine that, like, from the wow. floor, half of those. To where I just, well, that went on over some time, but eventually I just took them down and put them away. He's continuing to like work on the carpets and your throw rugs oh, yeah. and all that. So. Yeah, but I was concerned if it was going to mess up his insides by eating string. And it, it's not just the curtains. He will get, like, find something that he can pull and get string out, and he will eat the string. Okay. If you put a shoelace down, he would just sit there and eat it till it's all gone. Yeah, and, that, and that's definitely a big problem, and you can definitely hit upon one major thing is the string, and the, the the problem that we run into with cats is that they tend to, like, nibble on, you know, things like yarn or string, or if they're actually ingesting a fabric-like material, that can cause a very dangerous foreign body, what we call a linear foreign body, and the reason it's so dangerous is because it's soft, it's pliable, it bends, and we would think it would move through, but it actually kind of acts like a cheese grater, and it slices into the intestinal wall because there's not enough substance for the body to recognize it and move it through. So, yeah, this is a big health risk for him. Now, how long has Tex been with you now? 
Well, he's lived with us for about four years. And has this been going on that whole time, or is this something more recent? I think it was. It just started like mainly when we put those curtains up. What he's doing is generally termed uh, wool sucking, and that's at least the oral fixation type part of things. When that moves into where they're actually eating and ingesting those items, that's where it becomes a really big health danger. There's a lot of cats that do this wool sucking, where they you know suck or just kind of um, moisten you know the the fabrics, whether it be you know blankets, bedding. Um, you know, carpeting, things like that. If they're not ingesting it, it's kind of an obsessive compulsive behavior. For yeah. whatever reason, for Tex, this has moved up on that chain to something that's more of a health threat. And the challenge you're going to have for Tex is that the root of this is very likely a behavioral problem that we're going to have to work on. And uh, in rare cases, would we have like a medical case, uh, um, a cause of this? So things that will be challenging you to work with on Tex are going to be things to do environmental enrichment. And, and because cats indoors live a happy, well-cared-for lifestyle, um, you know, they got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> I'm home with him all day, so when I see him doing this, you know, I just, you know, say no. He knows what the word no means. In fact, he seems like he understands a lot, and he just chooses to ignore it. In one context, when you're present and you're telling him no, stop that, Although it seems like you're disciplining him and telling him no and teaching him, you may actually be causing this to happen more. Um, because and dogs and cats, they sometimes are like small children and want to get a rise out of us, want to get some attention. So if chewing on the carpet gets you to say, hey, what are you doing? He's already won that little game there. Now, I think for Tex, it's escalated beyond that. And he, this is a self-rewarding behavior in a lot of ways. Um, environmentally, the things that we can do to help enrich his environment, to try to give him some other solutions other than turning to this behavior, would be things to keep him active. So even though you're there with him during the day, doesn't mean that, um, you know, he's maybe satisfied physically. And, and it's hard to imagine what, what's going on in a cat's head, but we'd want him to increase his exercise. We'd want um, active play sessions. So you're playing, you know, cat interactive games, the cat dancer, laser light games, and actually a lot of food-related games. So where there's actually some effort where he has to find food, where you put it in like a kitty toy um, something where he has, has to actively work for his food, and that helps to replace some of that lack of that in the indoor cat environment because everything's kind of given to them. Um, I don't want you to use anything that resembles anything string-like, carpet-like, or fabric-like. I had some cats that used to love little foil balls, so I'd take pieces of aluminum foil and make them into pretty good-sized balls, and they'd bat those around, and those were lightweight. But I, I would definitely try to stay away from the fabric things. And then, you know, we we might really need to see about maybe getting some chemical help here. Um, for kitties, we do use some drugs like Prozac. Um, there's one called Clem mipramine, which I use a lot as well for kitties. And sometimes that really can help one of these behavior-rooted problems. Um, So, you know, Jamie, I think you're going to have some work there as far as in getting Mr. Tex to kind of see things your way. Give some of those things a try. I I hope that helps him kind of fight his obsessive-compulsive behavior here. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. Give me a call at 1-866-405-8405. 
Now, while Judy's responsible for washing the dogs around here, I'm responsible for washing the cats. And I will not put a cat <laughs> in a tub of water. It's just, it just can't happen. But, but I want them to smell as good as Ladybug the Studio Stunt Dog. She's using the Lucy Pet Products. Uh, Surfing Jack is what she last used, I believe. Yeah, that was the coconut one. She smells like the beach. And she has no problem taking baths. But with no. cats, you can't do that. So what I discovered, Lucy Pet Products has the Surfing Jack Leave-In Conditioning Spray. So this is something I can spray right on the cat and brush it through, and it actually helps to condition the skin and keep them smelling like coconut in this case. I have to say, I've become biased because the dogs and cats here in the studio smell so good. When I go out pet sitting, my nose is really attuned to the stinky dog. I want all the dogs out there to use this so we don't have any more stinky dogs. We can get rid of all the stinky dogs. That's your uh, goal in life. Yes. Get rid of all the stinky dogs. That's my goal. (laughs) And of course, a dog that's washed frequently won't have to deal with a lot of fleas or a lot of yuck yuck. No. Which is a medical term. Fleas don't like a clean animal. So it's a win win. Yes, I'm going to make it my mission. That's my mission, my personal mission. No more smelly dogs. No more stinky dogs, yes. Well, Lucy Pet Products. I'm well on my way. And part of the proceeds of every Lucy Pet product go to help the Lucy Pet Foundation. They're a 501c3 registered animal charity whose mission is to reduce pet overpopulation and support causes that benefit animal welfare like animal radio. LucyPetProducts.com is the website. I encourage you to check it out. Uh, let's head to the phones. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And in just a few moments, we're going to talk to Doogie Horner, comedian Doogie Horner, who was uh, booed, not off stage, but booed at uh, America's Got Talent season five in uh, 2010. He has a, a brand new project about, is it Cats? Is it that is correct? Cats. It is cats. Yes, okay. I'm going to say that much, and that's it. That's all you can tell that's me. That's all I can tell You're you. You're sworn to secrecy. That's right. Okay. Of course, last hour we had David Fry on, and we learned about a bunch of dogs that uh, have been, or uh, they're going to be on the uh, National Dog Show, and that are now AKC dogs. A bunch of dogs that I cannot pronounce whatsoever. Yeah, I think there's like seven new ones. They're all cute-looking dogs, but can we post these pictures? Is it possible to put these pictures up at the webpage so listeners can see this? I will do that. That is so cool. The... Uh, uh, Bergamasco looks like a mop. Just looks like a mop. <laughs> About the with eyes. Bearsay Picard. Bear oh. Picard. Yeah, is that Bear, really? That's Bear not a real Zay. new dog, Bear is it? Bear is it? Bergé well, Picard? a lot of these breeds are actually existing in other countries, yeah. so they may be new to us, but they've been maybe well established in some other European country or elsewhere. So, kind of have to have enough uh, critters on the ground in the U.S. for that to become recognized. You were in a kind of a mood today. <laughs> you know I, what? I there's times when I just I can't be right. You know, <laughs> and I've had a rash of uh, folks coming in. They've done their research, and Doctor Google has helped them out quite a bit. <laughs> oh yeah, I know exactly what we you know, Doctor Google. You yeah. mean yeah. whenever you see something on your neck like that little spot that I it uh, was on my neck for a while that looked like a goiter. Which yeah. <laughs> apparently that's not the right place for it. Uh, I looked. The first thing I did was look it up because you know you don't want to take the time to make a doctor's appointment. We want to find out what the internet says about that and how I can get rid of it and whether you're going to yes. live or not. Yeah, I mean WebMD has made a living out of this. Very true, and there's a lot of great information out there. But the the problem is the context, and this is where it can really hurt you or your pet. 
Um, and, and the example where Dr. Google has failed on several occasions is I've had a lot of different pets, dogs, cats coming in for what has been described as a bug bite. And that is what the diagnosis was. The My check-in sheet that I get from my receptionist says, oh, you know, owner says he has a bug bite. So then we'll see the pet and there's nothing having to do with a bug bite whatsoever. Um, and just for examples, one pet I saw had actually a cyst that ruptured under the skin that was causing an infection. Oh, no. Yeah, so not related to a bug bite in any way. It's actually a growth that just popped under the skin and became infected. That's Um, serious stuff. Yeah, something you don't want to delay or put creams on and think that's going to take care of it. Those really need to be medically treated. Um, I had another one that actually was a tumor, a skin tumor called a mast cell tumor, which is can be malignant in some cases, so you don't want to play around with that. And then the other one was actually a, a dog that had a hematoma on its ear. And, and I think we've talked about hematomas before. They're yeah. basically blood blisters on the flap of the ear. And this was from an ear infection. So it had nothing to do with the bugs crawling up on the ear and biting the dog. Um, but all need to be evaluated in the context of the pet's health. So that's where your veterinarian's eyes can be so much more effective than Dr. Google. And I would encourage you to see your vet. <laughs> now, are there websites that are good websites in your mind? Or you just think and stay away from them altogether and, and go right to the vet? Well, there's a couple that I do recommend for really good veterinary-backed medical knowledge. Um, one is um, veterinarypartner.com. Okay. And uh, I send clients to that a lot because they have a lot of good background for uh, pets, uh, dogs, cats, and even exotics. Um, and the other would be PetMD, the converse to uh, WebMD. And they do have some very good information. Um, and, again, they're not being funded by a, a certain drug company or anything like that. So you know that it's going to have good information there. Okay, great to hear it from you. I knew that kind of ticked you off, and I knew that uh, you hate it when people come in and, and have the <laughs> diagnosis from Google before they even get to you. I like if it's right, but if it's nowhere near close, I'm like, oh. What would you say the percentage? Are most people close? or? Um, I, I, no, I, I'd say most people are not <laughs> close. You know, there are some people that have you know really done the research or their pet has had this type of problem before, so they're very well-schooled in it, and they know what they're looking for, and it, it can be very helpful because they answer the questions that I'm going to ask, and they, they know how I'm going to ask it because they've read it online. and um, So that can be very helpful, and that's when preparing yourself and doing some research is a great advantage for your pet and for your veterinarian to streamline that visit. Good news. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. Take your calls right now. 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Villani. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank you. Where are you calling from today? Uh, the northern Arizona mountains. Arizona's close to my world here. <laughs> okay, where are you? I'm in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yes, you are close. So what's on your mind today? Well, I have a feral cat. I live out in the forest, and I have a feral mama cat. Uh, there's many abandoned animals out here, and mm-hmm. uh, I was hoping that there would be some way that I could maybe give her some oral contraceptives. I cannot catch her in a humane trap. I've contacted all the agencies locally. Nobody will do anything but loan me a humane trap, which I already have. And, uh, okay. I, I, and I you didn't, didn't want to use that? I have used it. I've tried to catch her for two years. So, so she's was, very clever at escape then, huh? Well, she's very clever to have stayed alive this long in this area with coyotes, so she's no dummy. And is it just the one cat that you can tell, or is there a group of them? Well, there's males that come around and continually impregnate her, but she's the only one. She lives under my house, and uh, 
sister keeps making babies for me. I have four more now, and I try to find homes, but it's not easy. And all this, the, the no-kill shelters here are full. There's nobody that will take them. Oh, and so I'm desperate to get her fixed. And I was kind of hoping maybe there was an oral contraceptive or something that I could put in her food. I don't know what to do. I can't catch her, and I can't kill her. No. And, and you know, this raises several different points, Carol. Is One is that cats that are feral are really like truly the homeless of the animal world and and without someone like you to step in and be their advocate there's nobody and they are to the forces of nature and uh, coyotes and um, in cities um, vehicles and all sorts of you know the hazards of being outdoors so without you or someone like you or an agency to step in these cats are really left there out on their own and obviously she's found some uh, some haven in your home environment or around your home so um, so I commend you for that because that's a big thing Um, but but there is the big challenge of, you know, some of the methods we've got to control overpopulation in pets is obviously not working. And uh, the spay, neuter, trap, and release programs are great if you can catch the cats. And I think you're saying that that isn't always so easy um, with the either equipment failures or just the, the ingenuity of the kitty that they're just too smart to fall for going into that um, into the trap. Um, there are some things that are kind of out there um, as far as developing oral contraceptives. And some of it, um, there are some reports if you kind of look on the Internet, and there are some things out there where um, some people have put together a type of oral contraceptive for cats and have promoted it. Currently, there's not a lot of good um, information on this, and there's actually more uh, side effects and hazards with that um, the medicine is actually one called Ovaban, and it used to be used for contraception, preventing pregnancy, um, but it causes bad things like uh, mammary tumors. It causes types of infections in the uterus, and, uh, you know, we don't want to, like, cure overpopulation by creating disease and, and, and suffering for pets. So some of those things really aren't readily available because there's so many shortcomings of that um, technology at this point. And there are some cool things maybe in the horizon that we could be looking for in the next few years. Um, there's some cat groups and some veterinarians that are actually working on a vaccine to try to sterilize um, cats. And, and that may be something, you know, we might be seeing in a couple of years. It's basically what they call a GNRH vaccine. Still have to catch the cat to give it to them, but that's something that may be in a kind of a stray group, um, you know, that can be done. And um, as far as for your kitty, that do you have cats of your own? Oh, my goodness, yes. I, I have 11 of her offspring over the last five years, and I've just been given four more. And, oh, my uh, goodness. And, you know, and there's the organizations here that have been giving me free spay and neuters for all the cats, but now those are not even available anymore. There's such a high population of uh, surrendered animals that nobody's doing anything anymore. And I'm in a small yeah. community, so it's not like Los Angeles. Yeah, and in definitely in, in a bit more rural environment, that could be more of a challenge. So definitely, I, I, I wish there was something we could tell you that's going to be safe and effective to, to put in the food. And at this time, there really isn't. Um, you know, there used to be some things out there for dogs that were used. Uh, and, you know, people who have heard of something called Neutersol, many years ago, there was an injection that you could give to male dogs. Um, as horrible as it sounds, it was an injection into the testicle that made them sterile. And there's a 
lot of research and a lot of people looking at this, trying to find other ways to spay and neuter animals without having to go through the surgery. Because as you're saying, you know, there's the, the cost of that. There's the, the difficulty catching the pet uh, or the animal. Um, so, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of things that are, are challenges on this topic. Are there Have organizations you... maybe nationwide or other than my local area, because I've already tried them, that would help with spay and neuters of some of these kittens? National organizations may not necessarily be the ones we need to be looking at. Probably mean more community-wide or statewide. Um, the Alliance for Contraception in Dogs and Cats is a group which um, they do have a website. You can go on there. Um, I believe their website is uh, www.acc-d.org. I know that in northern Arizona, the Best Friends is located there, and they do a lot of spay and neuter. Well, they're actually located in Utah, just right there on the border, and they do a lot of spay and neuter in your area there, and you might want to contact them, uh, the Best Friends Network, and we can give you that information off air if you'd like that. That would be wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate it. We got, we got to get her spayed. That is so oh important. Oh, my goodness. Full-time job trying to find homes and keeping all these babies. Absolutely. We commend you. Uh, go give them all a hug from all of us at Animal Radio, one 405 8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 Time for another Nutri-Life Pet Tip. You know, the liver is a pretty important organ. It actually filters out all the toxins in your body. And the last thing you want your animal to have is liver disease. If you notice that your dog has a loss of appetite and you might see some vomiting or diarrhea. Or they're over at their water bowl all too often. They're really thirsty and they're urinating a lot. They may all of a sudden appear confused or weak. These are all signs of liver disease and you should see your vet. Keep that liver healthy. That was a Nutrilife Pet Tip. Visit NutrilifePet.com. Sadly, many dogs suffer with weak joints, affecting their ability to walk. Thankfully, there's Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Nutrilife Pet with Sam E., the proven supplement for joint health. Ultra Joint and Liver Support from Nutrilife Pet can help restore your animal's quality of life. Buy one box of Ultra Joint and Liver Support and get one free by using coupon code ANIMALRADIO. Order yours at www.nutrilifepet.com and get your pet up and running. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, canine caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Get your plan. 
money card at Exxon or Mobile and start earning points at lots of places. So I get points for filling up at Exxon? You sure do. What about getting coffee at Mobile? Points. Streaming TV shows on Hulu? Definitely. Points on my AT&T wireless bill? Yep. Buying soap? At Rite Aid. Buying you a birthday present? Points at Macy's. Visiting your parents? No. You get marriage points. Oh. Exxon and Mobile are the only fuel brands that are part of Plenty, the rewards program that lets you earn points at one place and use them at another. Join Plenty for free through a participating Exxon or Mobile station today. Terms and limitations apply. See Plenty.com slash partners for details. Hey, y'all. It's Lisa Matassa, and you're listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. the phones in just a second don't forget you can also ask your questions on the free animal radio app for iphone and android it's a free download thanks to those folks over at doctors fosters and smith and it's a great app to have because it tells you about all the recalls and i gotta say this last couple of weeks there's been a a bunch of recalls including some major brands including halo brand you'll find out all about these recalls immediately from the animal radio app so go download that right now Lori, what are you working on for this hour uh, well, you know, when we hear the word or the term anti-vaxxer, it's usually, you know, talking about people or parents who don't want to have their children vaccinated for whatever reason. But mm-hmm. now the term anti-vaxxer is being used for, you know, parents of children and parents of pets. And there's one vet who's really kind of stepped out there and said, hey, it's this kind of person who doesn't want to have their animal vaccinated. And so, we'll, you know, we'll tell you what this guy says and see if you are maybe that kind of person. Hmm. I don't know. I always I like to do as few vaccines as I need. To. Yeah, but as you know, this, the state requires sure, certain vaccines, rabies, rabies that right. you have to because you can't get them registered or licensed. Yeah. So some you have to do. Okay, we'll ask Dr. Debbie about now that. now who are too. just using tighter counts instead of you that, know, just yeah. automatically doing the shots. Yeah, yeah or the, if, you, you if, know, you, if you have an elderly not, or ill animal, you can also get a waiver, have your vet sign a waiver saying that you can't vaccinate them so that they can still become licensed. I like what was Lori was talking about is these titers, and you can mm-hmm. ask your vet to do it. It's a little costly, but it tells you how much of the uh, antibodies are in your, your pet system from the last vaccination and if they really need the vaccination or not. Uh, but let's ask Dr. Debbie about that in just a couple of minutes when she gets in here. She's uh, getting her diet Pepsi, <laughs> and she's almost ready to answer calls for she's you. She's so health conscious, isn't she? Yes, I know. <laughs> Before we head to the phones, let's find out what's happening for Wacky Wednesday at our Facebook page. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, we do this every Wednesday over at our Facebook page. We ask you to upload your wackiest pet pictures, and then we ask you to vote and the most likes and the most shares by the end of the day. I think it's actually the end of Thursday, or it might even be early Friday morning. The most likes and the most shares picks up enormous prizes from the uh, big prize closet. What do you have? From the closet I pulled out from Paw Wash, they're donating a large Paw Wash and Paw Wash mitt. Now, Paw Wash is one of those containers that you put your soap and water in, and you plunge your dog's paw into it to wash them. Oh, Say they were outside in the mud and the rain and they come inside, you got you don't have to have a bucket or a hose to clean those muddy paws before they get all over your house. You just take their paw and put it in this container and shake it, and the, just the suction cleans the dirt off, and then the squeegee at the top just kind of squeezes all the water out, <laughs> so then they have clean paws when they enter your house. You can just keep it right How by your door. Cool. Isn't that cool? And yeah. it's You want to know something even cooler? Yeah. I met the inventor yep. at SuperZoo two years ago. She was a young gal, and wasn't so, she? 
It's she's fifteen. Well, she was fifteen two years ago. Yeah, wow. she was fifteen, and it was it was um, in the aisle where they had like the the the, 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 the like the coolest um, new things, and it was it was it was my vote. It was the coolest new item that year. I thought. I'm happy to yeah. say that this is she's not doing it anymore. The, the idea was actually sold to a company. She sold That's it, right. and and now she's probably a gazillionaire from this. Yeah, she's probably creating something else. Well, this is this is the large one now. This is for dogs between twenty five and a hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if you wow. use the large one for the small dog, you can actually put the whole dog in there, right? <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Now I'm going to try it. So you just gave me the greatest new grooming idea. I'm going to put the dog in and just pull him out by his ears. I'll yeah. tell you. And then when if he gets dirty, just throw it. You can actually throw this in the dishwasher when you're done. Oh, that's great. You know, another good way to use that is I just went on vacation and we took four dogs with us. And, you know, going around in a city you're not that familiar with. And I wanted to have a way to wash their feet off yep. so that when they came into the hotel room and went into the crate and they started licking their feet, they weren't just ingesting all these germs. And I thought that would have been a great idea. And here's there another reason this time of year to have it, of course. Everybody's putting that salt down on the sidewalks for Ooh. the for the yeah. ice yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's not good for your dog's paws mm. to have that uh, salt no. and whatever other chemicals they have in there. So it's uh, a great thing to have. If you would like to pick up on this awesome item, I'd like it now. Yeah, I want it now. Uh, and they're also going to throw in a... This was an infomercial now. I think we should just sign, you know, send the bill out to the company. Um, I can use a little extra money myself here now. But, but that's not all. Act now what and you'll get a free paw wash mitt, too. Oh, to that is so it. cool. So, yes. so that's for So our... it's called paw wash? Because I'm just going to go ahead and buy one. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I think paw we just wash. sold okay. a dozen of those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're actually giving this away for your Facebook picture, Wax. Wednesday picture that you upload this Wednesday. So get those wacky pet pictures and upload them over at Animal Radio. Uh, what are we doing? Going to the phones? Let's go to the phones. Okay, toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Hey, Dorothy, how are you doing? Um, I have a rabbit. Um, I've had it for three, uh, five years. So you have rabbits? Uh-huh. So what's going on with your bunny? She She's she's well taken care of. Uh, she, she likes the cilantro and the parsley and the Italian parsley. And I'm trying, I know there's a lot of benefits to feeding them, uh, uh, Timothy hay and all the oat hays, but she tends to play, uh, I try to even mix the uh, hays with the, the greens, and she sways and picks out the Italian parsley and the parsley, and I want to do, like, some kind of way to introduce the Timothy that hay back into her diet, because I know there's more uh, benefits, um, with a digestive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now I take it then, so at some point she was eating her haze, right? Yeah, when her, when she was young, the first two years, yeah. And then she started getting to the, the uh, pellet. And okay. then, um, okay. the majority so, of the time she's eating fresh light. Okay, so for rabbits, so for those that aren't familiar, bunnies actually, they are made to eat hay, and rabbits cannot starve if all they are offered is hay. For me, it is a concern when I hear somebody say that we had a bunny that used to eat grass hay and has turned it away now, because that can actually be one of the early symptoms of dental problems. And it's very easy for a rabbit to eat fresh greens or even pellets because it doesn't take a lot of chewing. And rabbits chew laterally, so they're kind of like horses. Those teeth slide over each other back and forth, back and forth, when they're chewing hay and grinding it up. To to eat the, the soft greens, it really doesn't take that much work. 
So that, for me, can really be a symptom that we're having some problems with their teeth. And just like horses that need their teeth floated, rabbits can actually get overgrowth on their molars and even on their incisors. So that um, may need to be dealt with. So I would say you need to get the bunny in and get a good oral exam at a veterinarian and just to make sure we're not dealing with something like that Um, because that definitely could be a part of the problem. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy, with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication, delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. People who embrace the anti-vaccination movement, you know, and don't have immunizations done for themselves or their children against certain human diseases are now, we understand, in some cases, extending that attitude to their pets. So you can be a pet or a people anti-vaxxer these days. A number of veterinary clinics now say they have clients who are refusing vaccinations for their dogs or cats. And in some cases, people don't want to vaccinate their dogs, in the words of experts, because those people might be scared that the vaccine will harm their pet, believing the vaccine might be impure or that it does more harm than good. In fact, one veterinarian in Canada Canada, where this was done, says that these anti-vaxxer pet parents are much more into natural remedies and unscientifically proven medicine. And he says most of his anti-vaccination clients are city dwellers. And it's less of an issue with dog owners in more rural settings. Well, the National Retail Federation estimates about 20 million pet owners dressed their pets up on Halloween this year. I know it was a couple of weeks ago, but there were a lot of pets that dressed up, so it's taken a long time to get all the numbers in. They estimate that uh, National Retail Federation that about 350 to 390 million dollars were spent on pet costumes this year, and that's a total of about 15 percent of every person in America. Okay, while we're on this subject, why are Americans spending so much on their pets these days? Time Magazine recently did an article, and they said pets just have more status in the world these days, and more than 9 in 10 animal owners consider their pets to be members of their family. Tell me you didn't smile when you heard that. By the way, eBay is one of the best places for choice when it came to buying pet costumes over the holidays, with more than 1.5 million pet costumes on sale on eBay the week before Halloween. So now, next year, I know where I'm going to go. And eBay's best-selling pet costumes this year... Number one was Superman, followed by the dog or cat lion costumes, also a panda and Batman. I'm Lori Brooks. Get breaking animal news anytime you need it at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a Vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Rimadil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix flea and tick preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. 
Stella and Chewy's believes that selecting the best food is one of the most important decisions an owner can make for their pet. We believe that pets thrive when they're fed the same diet they'd get in the wild. Dogs and cats are carnivores, and meal mixers are a quick and convenient way to mix a little raw nutrition and great taste into their diet. Made from premium raw ingredients, like grass-fed meat and cage-free poultry, with organic fruits and vegetables, meal mixers help kickstart your kibble. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating the connection with your pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, and we'll head back to those wacky phones in just a couple of seconds. I want to visit with a guy who had probably at least my worst nightmare come true, probably his worst nightmare come true. He was a talent contestant on America's Got Talent. He, he was a comedian, which is a very tough thing to do, to go up in front of a, a large crowd and entertain them and, and be spot on. And what's the worst thing that can happen? Well, if the entire crowd, and imagine this, season, I think season 10 of America's Got Talent. Remember. Or it's season 5 in 2010 is when this happened. Went on, did his shtick. The crowd started booing. In fact, I have a little, do we have that audio? Can you get that audio? For, yeah, it, it sounded a little bit like this. Have you guys heard about the rises? You are terrible people. What's the matter with you? I have jokes I'm going to tell. No, forget it. I'm out of here. I'm going to find you people. I'm going to hunt you down like bugs. I'm going to squish you in your houses. This is the worst crowd I've ever performed for. And he actually turned around the crowd, Mm -hmm. and they were cheering by the end of his (laughs) shtick. We welcome him to the show, Doogie Horner. Hi, Doogie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Always uh, <laughs> nice to hear audio of that uh, of that night again. In case I had forgotten, <laughs> what was that? You tried to repress your memories. <laughs> yes. What was yeah. that like? What was going through your mind? It was actually a lot of fun. I wasn't. Uh, everybody says, "Oh, that must have been so scary," like you just said. But like, I, I've been I'd been doing stand up for not too long at that point, maybe about four years. But I'd gotten booed a lot. I got booed a lot because I performed in Philadelphia, and I was sort of a, a nerdy guy, I guess. And um, so I was kind of used to getting booed. So I wasn't really scared of it. And I had never watched that show before, America's Got Talent, and I don't really watch mainstream television. So everybody booed me, and I was just sort of like, well, you don't like me. I don't like you either. <laughs> the feeling is mutual. I wasn't scared. I was just sort of... Uh, you you really angry. embraced it. You gave it back to them. Yes. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. Like, how, how how many times do you get a chance to do that? It's like you're holding a microphone. You, you still have a position of power because everybody's looking at you, and your voice is amplified. So if you have something to say, they're going to have to listen. So, yeah, it wasn't really scary. It was actually kind of, I don't know, fun. Good for you. So everybody's looking at me. Why are we having you on the show today, they're saying? And the question needs to be answered with a book that you've written. This is what you do after America's Got Talent. (laughs) Yeah. What what is the book? Uh, The book is called Some Very Interesting Cats Perhaps You Weren't Aware Of, and it's an illustrated collection of uh, short stories about cats. True, um, True short stories? Some of them are true. Some of them aren't. Um, Each page is a different cat and then a a story about their secret life the things that they do when their owner isn't around some of the cats are based on cats i have known 
uh, like there's a cat in the book who thinks that he's a, a, a jungle tiger and that his uh, owner is a gazelle and he's constantly stalking him. That is very similar to a cat I used to have named Bitey. Um, and then, uh, but some of the cats are, you know, silly, crazy out there, like Catman, who is a superhero, or uh, Mackinaw, who's a lumber cat that's always sharpening his uh, claws on expensive table legs. So you must have a whole bunch of cats, right? Uh, I, I only have two cats. I have an old one named uh, Bitey. This is I've, all, all my cats over the years. I just like keep reusing the same names. This one is Bitey number two, and he's a, a big orange tabby. And then I have a little gray cat called Kitty, which I know is not a very good name. So uh, unique. That's her name. Well, I love the book. It's a it's a short read, and I love short reads because that's about you know I have a ADD. Yeah, and there's lots so, of pictures in there for you. Yeah, lots of pictures for me. Yeah. It's perfect yeah. for me. And I want to actually go ahead and give away five copies right now at the toll-free numbers, 1-866-405-8405. A great book. Some very interesting cats perhaps you weren't aware of by the author Doogie Horner, comedian Doogie Horner. And uh, if you can't get through to get pick it up, the free copies that I have for you, go on over to Amazon and fill this guy's bank account. It sounds like you, you could use that, right? Where are you living now? My wife and I moved to New York about three years ago, and we love it. Well, it's a very expensive place to live. Yep. Yeah, it's not cheap. So okay. buy a couple copies, yes. use them as stocking stuffers. That's yes. what I'm suggesting, <laughs> great yes. gifts. Yes. If people want to see some spreads from inside the book, they can also go to my website, doogiehorner.com, and uh, click on the books link on there, and you can see some of the drawings and read the story inside. Awesome. I appreciate you hanging with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. There he goes, Doogie Horner. And I'm, I i don't know if he was on a uh, VOIP phone I think so. or his new yeah. Sports Illustrated phone, but uh, <laughs> he was cutting in and out there. So let's go to your phone right now and talk to you. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405 if you have a question for Dogfather Joey Villani or Dr. Debbie. This portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. Pets thrive when they're fed the same food they'd get in the wild, and meal mixers are an easy, convenient way to add raw, nutrient-rich meat, wholesome fruits and vegetables, probiotics, and antioxidants to your pet's diet. Learn more over at StellaandChewy's.com, and thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, Animals are people too. Some women call men snakes. Others just marry a snake. That's what recently happened in India. A woman fell in love with a snake and married him. Bimala Das and the snake were wed in a traditional Hindu ceremony attended by 2,000 guests. Bimbala wore a beautiful sari, and the snake, who was just wearing his current skin, was afraid to come out of the nearby anthill where he lives. An ornamental brass snake stood in for the shy groom. The bride explained that she and the snake, which happens to be a poisonous cobra, have a special kind of communication. Villagers welcomed the wedding, believing it would bring good luck. I'm glad they left out the you-can-kiss-the-bride part. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You know, there's only one place you really can find the dog father these days. And that is exclusively on Animal Radio. But that will change, I guarantee I feel it. 
I know it. You feel it in the air, huh? How you doing? You know, things are good. No complaints. But things aren't always so good for for the dogs oh, yeah. and the cats. Uh-oh. And um, there's something, there's one thing I want to address that I've seen, I've seen it about four times um, in the past two weeks in the, in the grooming salon. And, you know, everyone takes, and these are people that take care of their pets all the time, but everyone neglects um, things that to me are so obvious. I mean, we all talk about cutting nails and sure. we all make sure that the sanitary area is clean. You know, so when they defecate or urinate, they don't get it on themselves. Look at you um, using sure. those nice words and everything, the sanitary area. Well, you know, you know we're, we're on public airways here. Okay, just... um, you know, you know, if this was a back room discussion, it could be a little different. <laughs> you always take the high road. But, but anyway, everyone forgets about the eyes. And you know what? The eyes are so important. I had a, um, a call from a customer just to tell me that um, her dog's eye has to be removed. And the main reason why it's from an infection, the infection was caused by not paying attention and daily care. Now, some dogs just secrete a lot more liquid, which builds what we call the eye, go- um, eye boogers. Eye boogers. You've got to get them out of there. I mean, it's really, really important. And if it's crusted on, just get a damp cloth, a warm cloth, and lay it over the pet's eye, okay, so it softens. Ah. Because what happens is it caught onto the skin, and it's like pulling the scab off at times. You know, when 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 your mother used to rip those band aids off you before it was healed, what it felt like. Well, think, imagine that on on, on the corner of your eye, or actually Oof. going over your eye itself. And then what we do, the groomers do, is we'll wet the area, and we'll use um eye drops and saline solution. Saline solution is basically salted water that people clean their contact lenses with and it's very gentle. And what you can do is you can moisten the area, just spray it on, and once it softens up, what you have to do is take a paper towel and run it, um, run it across the corner of the eye and it'll come right off on the paper towel. My dogs, I check their eyes every single day. It's wow. important. There you go, the dog father Joey Volani right here on Animal Radio. Well, this part of Animal Radio is brought to you by Solid Gold Holistic Pet Food. They offer a wide range of holistic, dry, and wet food for both dogs and cats. You'll choose from a variety of grain and gluten-free as well as healthy whole grain options, all with ingredients you can trust. No meat byproduct meal, corn, wheat, soy, sugar, artificial preservatives, or flavors added. Just the good stuff. Thanks, Solid Gold, for underwriting Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio. Well, this healthy helping of animal radio is brought to you by solid gold listen to this venison duck pollock cold water salmon quail no it's not the list of your local restaurant this is what solid gold holistic pet food offers and it's a wide variety of sustainably sourced options in both grain and gluten-free and healthy whole grain recipes no ingredients sourced from china ever give solid gold a try today and thanks guys for underwriting animal radio Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? Very good. How are you doing? I'll try and keep it brief because it's it's kind of an involved cat drama, but we have a specific question regarding um, feral cats. We have um, a feral mother and her um, only surviving kitten living in our house. Um, they've been there for the last four months, and we also have okay. our own indoor cat. And so we've had to kind of keep them apart for most of that time. And I know that we've made some some mistakes along the way. And what we're trying to get to now is what is the most humane thing to do with this mother. We're not so concerned about the kitten because it's becoming very social, but the mother is 
always been kind of skittish and traumatized and had a very tough life outside before we got her in and got her fixed. Okay, so, so she is fixed looking, now. Good. Yeah, yeah, just looking for some answers. She was part of an outdoor colony of six cats, and they've all been taken care of. Okay, good. And so, and you've kept these kitties separate from your, um, your, your pet cat inside the house. That's, that's exactly right. Okay. And, and, and you're not inclined to keep this cat? I mean, is there room in your home for one more? This, this is the tricky thing. We would love to keep all of our cats, the ones that are our outside family as well as inside. But we live in a small town home in the city of Atlanta. And what we had to do literally was give up our master suite and our master bathroom. And we did that four months ago. So as you can see, it's been a little challenging, to say the least. So So you basically have given your bedroom is over to the cats right now? That's exactly right. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're very dedicated then. Well, that's the that's the conundrum. Um, our dedication has had a, a pretty profound impact on our lives, as you can imagine. So uh, the, the hard part is, is that the mother, we've been trying to, we let her out. You know, we got some information from local veterinarians, and they said, you've got to separate the two and get the mother back out. Unless, back like outside? Said, yes. Yes. Oh, golly. And they were... Well, they were pretty strong about it because the program here in Atlanta is a TNR, a catch and release. You trap them, get them fixed, release them, unless, of course, you're, you know, going to try and tame them and take them in. Right, we're just, right. we're stuck. We're stuck. She's she's terrified. We've never been able to touch the mother. Like, never. Right. And that's typical for for cats that are feral. You know, we can't blame them. They're they're a product of their environment, and and I, I think really the options are. You know, I I understand totally why there are trap and release um, programs because you know uh, if we can't keep the cats, it's best to release them back into the wild. But golly, there's so many different issues here to deal with. And one is if she's living the indoor life, whether or not she's social, gosh, I'd have a hard time telling her to get your butt out the door and go outside. That's why, um, that's why we really haven't done it. Yeah, and I would really encourage you. I mean, there are organizations where you can um, adopt feral cats, and I've known many clients who have taken in um, feral cats knowing that you're not going to get to cuddle them, you're not going to get to love on them, and every time you have to go to the vet, it is a pain in the neck because you have to really make special efforts to get them basically trapped in your own home so you can get them to the veterinarian and get any kind of services done. But I guess I would, I understand those that have to release the cats because they're working in population medicine, but when you've already got a kitty in your home, uh, I guess I would encourage in every opportunity, I would try to find somewhere where we can do an adoption for basically a feral cat in, in that situation. And I really would not advocate, you know, letting her go um, after she's kind of been in the indoor world. Oh, it's um, terrific to think about it. That's why we, we're really struggling with this, you know. She, she howls at the door for hours on end, you know, to get back in. To get back in, in. oh, that breaks my heart. You see, (laughs) it breaks our heart too. If you could talk, my wife was going to talk to you, but she said she wouldn't be able to stop from crying. I mean, we don't, we don't, we love these animals. You know, the last, that's the furthest thing from our mind. But here's the, here's the true complication. We have been looking for the last two months 
for someone to adopt. And, you know, all of the the rescue organizations in Atlanta are full. The place where we got her um, spayed and neutered, their little cat population that they're trying to get adopted out, the feral cats, they've got like 75 animals now. We don't know what to do. And our poor, our poor house cat, we've had our cat since he was born, and he's 11, and he is feeling the stress, you know? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you guys have the heart, your heart's in the right place. I think part of the kitty world that we're not going to be able to fix and get around is that she knows what it's like to live inside. She likes it, and with good reason, because, you know, she's got everything she needs there. She's got friends, she's got food, shelter, and to have her actively trying to get back into the house, to me that says you're not going to change her mind. Um, and I think we're going to have to find some way to do an adoption through some organization, through an individual. Um, you know, there are other possibilities. I've known folks that live out on farms that have the ability to have um, a wider range of um, land where they can maybe uh, keep feral cats in those situations. But I would definitely say that just pushing her out the door, shutting the door behind her, I don't think that's going to work because I think she's going to be very motivated to, you know, find that loving home where, you know, she thinks she's found out. Okay. Thank you so much for your call. There you go. It's flown by once again. Thank you so much, David Fry, for coming on, as well as Doogie Horner and telling me, uh, telling all of us your story of uh, <laughs> I, being a comedian and getting booed off stage. That that takes a special kind of person to, to come back and, and embrace it and turn the crowd around. Exactly. Wonderful job. Check out his book. Speaking of great books, put some money into Dr. Debbie's bank account, too. Here, she has some great books. Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers. These are how to be your dog's best friend. They're Kindle books, so they're nice and inexpensive, and they're awesome. Great reads. If you have one of these breeds, you should pick them up. We also have links over at AnimalRadio.com. And we'll catch you here next week for more Animal Radio. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye, you guys. This is Animal Radio Network.